Photography Festival. Expose Art. Exposure Photography Festival. Pulse 95. Live at Expo Center Sharjah. Yes, we are live from Expo Center Sharjah covering the fifth edition of Exposure International Photography Festival, the last day of it. So make sure to come and take part in this event. You still have time. We're still uh, five hours. We still have five hours for the yes. event. But um, in the past couple of days, uh, myself, uh, Aisha Al-Mazmi and Hani Balqis, we've been having the privilege of speaking to so many amazing guests and photographers. And we've been really excited because of the diversity of the conversations we've been having mm -hmm. as well. And right now we're going to have a very different conversation as well. We have with us here in the studios or in the studio is the American photojournalist Paula Bronstein. And she has been the recipient of numerous awards throughout her career that spans over three decades. Her expertise is in documenting humanity, bringing awareness to compelling issues throughout the world, she focuses mainly in, in many conflict regions. That's where she her work is taking place mainly. And she is the author of the internationally acclaimed photo book, Afghanistan Between Hope and Fear. So much more to talk talk yeah. to her about. Uh, good afternoon, Paula. Uh, good afternoon. It's really a pleasure to be here. Super excited. My first time to Shahjah and uh, just loving every minute. It's, we're we're yeah. loving every minute with you right now. <laughs> so let's just start talking about your journey as a photographer. Where did it all start? Well, I my background is in American newspapers. So I mm. worked at four different US newspapers before moving overseas and being based in Bangkok, Thailand. Mm. Um, going back to my education, I went to Rochester Institute of Technology, mm. which is a photography school. I mean, they do, you know, of course, you could major in any number of subjects. Yeah. My subject was photojournalism. And, um, you know, for me, after graduating college, uh, I always wanted to be a photojournalist. Um, back in the day, of course, we're talking pre-digital. Uh -huh. Very important to know that. <laughs> Of course. Um, yes, <laughs> but just uh, the reason why I talk about it is because it was really a different time. Mm. It was a different time to go into working for newspapers in the United mm -hmm. States because everything was print. Yeah. Uh, and it was a real appreciation for print mm. that, that perhaps we don't have as much now. And you witnessed that, that transformation. Mm. Exactly. I was very, very lucky, I think, to kind of grow up as a you know emerging photographer in yeah. at that time and and be able to work in the dark room yeah. and uh, you know make prints black and white prints wow. and then event you know eventually we're doing color prints but yeah. I mean there was a very special time nostalgic yes. times yeah Do you prefer the old times more than now mm. well I would say now with the opportunity of what social media brings mm -hmm. and, and, and that photography can go everywhere instantly. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's a lot of space online for photography. So we have galleries, you could have 35 photos or whatever run in a gallery. And right. so, of course, that only exists online. Right. Yes. yes. And in 2016, you released your first book, Afghanistan Between Hope and Fear. And it is a powerful insight into modern Afghanistan. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the book? Sure, sure. And and, and images from the book are here at Exposure. Mm. Um, it's a book 
about the Afghans living against a backdrop of war. Mm. Mm. It's a book that talks a lot about, you know, America's longest war, uh, but but not a lot of images from the front line. You won't see that because for me, I wanted to focus on the people. Yes. I wanted to focus on the humanity. You know, how, how is it that they live? You know, they've had decades of war in this country. Uh, it's also a country that's very close to the UAE. Mm. It's mm -hmm. just a two-hour flight mm. to get there. Right. Yeah, and 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 so, in many ways, I felt like you know, let's exhibit this work here. Yeah, a lot of locals don't know enough about what goes on in Afghanistan. And many of my images, they go back to 2001. That was when I first arrived in country. Um, shortly after the war on terror started, you know. Uh, the revenge attacks meant that, you know, the U.S. was going in very fast, very furiously mm. um, to alleviate, you know, to get rid of the Taliban. They just want, you know, that was it. But it was 9-11, of course, yes. that spurred that mm -hmm. attack. And, and what's the next journey or the project that you're going to be embarking on? What's next? That's a very good question. And because of the pandemic, mm. I wish I could say, oh, I'm doing this, this, yeah. this, and this, you know. Um, I have had my first uh, Pfizer vaccine oh. shot, and I will nice. have the second one on the 23rd. Uh -huh. And then I'm in the midst now of planning some trips, mm. okay. some more trips. So this is the first, just to be clear, this is the first international trip. I usually travel for a living. Yeah. I'm usually mm -hmm. on the road Obviously. 80% of yeah. the time. Yeah. And I, I know you've heard this from a number of the photographers. Of course. Yes. Um, so this was the first trip I've taken in 11 months. It was a really big deal to come here, you know, and an incredible, you know, when you walk around this 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 expo center and see all the exhibits yeah. and the amount of work that's gone into it during a pandemic, and all the photographers that were able to come, there were a lot that were not able yes. to come. Mm -hmm. uh, but just pulling this off during the pandemic, it's just courageous. It's extraordinary. Yeah, it's Absolutely. really because the logistics. Yeah. Um, even now, for many photographers going back to the UK. Mm. They're going back to lock. They're going back lock to lockdown. Yeah, they're, they're going, going back, back to into lockdown. lockdown. Mm -hmm. And this just goes to show. Uh, thank you to the Expo Center Sharjah organizers for making this a safe environment. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I want to talk more about that, about the pandemic and how it affected you. How did it impact your work? And also, since the fact that you've been doing this for many, many decades, mashallah. How do you ever feel like you're exhausted? Do you feel that there aren't even enough stories to cover anymore, especially since there are an abundance of photographers as well? Very good questions. All of them are great questions. Um, I feel that I'm very, I love what I do, mm -hmm. okay? I will continue to do it as long as I physically can. Mm -hmm. uh, my father passed away at the age of 101. Wow. Mm -hmm. So we have good genes in our family. My mom, mom passed away in her, in her 90s. Mm -hmm. and the rest of these. Um, and so for me, I just feel like this is an occupation that takes me to so many places on earth mm -hmm. that, that I learn from the lives of the people I, I meet and the different cultures and so on. And, you know, I've been based in Asia for 20 years or so and, and continuing to go to new places all the time and to see new things all the time. So for me, once I'm fully vaccinated, I just can't wait to see, first of all, find out what's open, where I can go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but yes, I, I have a lot of energy for 
a, a lot of energy and a lot of love for what I do. And That's speaking, beautiful. And speaking of going to places, um, mm -hmm. what do you think about Sharjah? You've been around in Sharjah? Yes. Been, uh, so we've been, it. as you can imagine, we've been quite busy here at Absolutely, the Expo yeah, Center. We've had media interviews. We've I can had only to, imagine, yeah. Yeah, and wanting to see the exhibits ourselves. Um, so, uh, you know, but for me, um, we, we well, last night we made the excursion to the House of Wisdom, which is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably one of the best uh, bookstores. Are, um, we can't really say it's a library. Yeah. It's I a agree. library. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. It, it's, it's an extraordinary library. And yeah. um, we went to the desert. So it was really nice to take some, some trips for those of us that didn't have a chance to really see mm -hmm. right. enough so far, mm -hmm. you know? Now, yeah, now, obviously, you've been to a lot of places where there has been conflict. I mean, obviously, you need courage and bravery to go to those places. Can you give us a little bit of insight? How does it feel to go into these places? I know in 2014, uh, you were at the Hong Kong protests as well. Yes. So what do you feel when you go to these places? Is there a fear? Are you just ready for whatever happens? Um, excellent question. Okay, I would say, I would say there's a fear sometimes if it's descending into chaos. And, mm. and, and I mean, look what happened uh, you know, on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. Yes. Mm -hmm. No one expected that to happen, mm -hmm. but they were not prepared at all. So when I go into a situation covering a protest, I'm going to be prepared, first of all. I'm going to look at what might happen. What, you know, will it remain peaceful? Will it not? We never know, especially these days, because yes. there's so much political chaos globally. Yes. Yeah. Um, but for me, I just go in prepared, and I go in you know, knowing well, if I need a gas mask, I better have that in my backpack, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so 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 it's, you know, for me, if you talk about the Hong Kong protest, mm -hmm. which I covered, I covered both of them. Yes. Um, you know, that's that's the youth. That's a, that's a, that's a student uprising that is that is the the youth of the country that wants change. Mm -hmm. That is that is really, really yearning for mm -hmm. change. Um, and, and how do they get that, you know? And that's happening in Thailand as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paula, you've been doing this for three decades and you've been working as a photojournalist for all this time and you've been covering countries and areas with conflict as you were just mentioning. Um, I asked this to one of our previous guests and I want to ask you as well. Do you ever fear for your life? Because you've been doing this for so long. So what, what, what do you, what is the process of going through with this? Mm, mm, um, mm. You don't ever fear for your life and for your own safety? Well, what do you, how do you talk to yourself <laughs> about going into, into these uh, Well, I, I, I'm very cautious. I mean, if we, if we take Afghanistan, for example, because I've been going there for, for a number of years, uh, yeah. you know, since 2001, um, my most recent trip there was for the presidential election in September 2019. Mm. Uh, I, I did not go there at all last year, be, you know, because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm planning another trip uh, this year, later in the spring, just before Ramadan. Right. So, so, anyways, um, every time I would go there, I'd have to, we'd have to look at the security situation. It would be part of all the planning. It would be, it would also play into where where was I staying. Mm -hmm. And whether we needed um, an armored vehicle, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So um, on election day in September 2019, we hired a, 
a hard car, which means it's a, a vehicle that can withstand a blast or mm. bullets. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I also had personal close protection, which means a security guard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and and um, I was working for the Times of London and Getty Images, and we felt that was very important because why? You know, when we talk, it's because at that time, on election day, the threat level was very high. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to be, the, the point being, you have to be very streetwise and very smart and very mm -hmm. cautious. And would you change um, the subject of your photographs? You've been going towards all these uh, conflict-ridden places. Would you go to somewhere else? Maybe, I'm again, I keep saying animals because I keep seeing that uh, picture of the lioness. Maybe animal photography or maybe landscape photography. Mm -hmm. um, yes, no. I mean, if, you know, if, if animals play into a story, that I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know, just before coming here, I was looking at Brent Sturton's photos, you know, which was, you know, really fascinating. Uh, the point is, yes, if people, if, if, if animals play a role mm -hmm. in the story that I'm covering, absolutely yeah. 100%. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I did a story um, in 2019 in uh, Mustang, in it's a region of Nepal, mm -hmm. it's a very high altitude, region of Nepal, very beautiful, beautiful region. And I did a story on yaks. And mm, I, and, and um, in order to do a story on yaks, they only live at high altitudes. And that's mm -hmm. higher than 3,000 meters. Wow. They're usually up uh, more at 4,000 meters and mm -hmm. above. Mm -hmm. So that was something new and very challenging for me. Mm. And, um, and we also attended the Yak Blood Drinking Festival. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So. The, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's a quite. It's Interesting. Quite, yeah. It's just in, in very, very briefly because we. I know mm. we don't have that much time. Yeah. Wow. Very briefly, uh, the the locals, the Nepalese, do believe that the blood of the yak uh, is very healthy and very um, brings them um, longer life. Mm. Mm. And yeah. they don't hurt the animal at all mm -hmm. in extracting the blood. Lastly, Paula, you've been on really remarkable journeys. What is the legacy you want to leave behind? Or the message you want to leave? Mm, that's quite a question. Mm. Um, I hope, I mean, I hope that my legacy is more of, you know, um, you know, perhaps one of the pioneering women, you know, in photojournalism. I mean, uh, we, those of us that have been doing it a long time, we've seen all the changes. We have to adapt to those changes. And so I just hope that I can do, you know, continue to work, be physically strong enough to continue to work a long time and, 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 and kind of expand my horizons as much as possible. And that will in turn, I hope, uh, you know, make a, create a more enduring legacy of, of the work I've done over the many, many years. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for your work and all your contribution. Now, last question. You've been all over the world with these documenting these conflicts. What is something that you have learned from the line of work that you work in? In terms of documenting war and conflict? In terms yes, of as, a, as a kind of moral uh, lesson for you. Well, one thing uh, I just, uh, in my presentation, and I believe it'll be on YouTube, so so your audience could uh, watch it. Watch it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the shows I put together 
is on um, refugees fleeing war. Yes. Huh. And I showed images from three different regions of the world, uh, Africa and Southeast Asia, the Rohingya, um, and what I shot in Lesbos, Greece, the great migration of many Syrians and Afghans, you know, coming, trying, fleeing war and heading to Europe. So why did I show that? Because I felt it would be educational for, for people to see and, and just to see the similarities, what happens to refugees when they mm. flee war? Mm. How do they live? You know, the lack of lack of, they have lack of education, lack of employment, you know, the dire conditions they have to live in. So showing those pictures and, and comparing it in three different regions of the world. Mm -hmm. So, so um, I see that a lot is the point. Mm. And it's sometimes very hard to document because you want to help the people. You want to help the people yeah. as much as possible. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your Definitely. initiative in trying to help people. Yeah, and it's people like you, uh, Paula, who use and utilize what they, what they love to do. And um, in return, they also... Uh, contribute to our world and make it a better place. So uh, it was an honor speaking with you and uh, thank you for being with us on Pulse95. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with us as well. Yes. And uh, I'm, I hope you were enjoying or you enjoyed Expo 2021. Thank you. And uh, um, my Instagram handle, I'm happy to share that. Yes, sure. Yeah, please plug do. In. Yeah. Please plug it in. Yeah, it's at PBB Photo. So that's P. We got B you. B photo, P H O T O. Awesome. And uh, follow me. Yeah, yeah follow me. I, I follow love Bronstein. that you got your hashtag vaccinated in the bio. <laughs> exactly. I love, I love that. I just got my first dose of Sinopharm last week. Well, congratulations. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Paula. We're not done talking to more photographers. Yes, we have half an hour to go till the end of our show live from Expo Center Sharjah, but keep on tuning in because we're not done yet. We've got lots to talk about, lots of fun, only here on Pulse 95. 95.